Let us begin with a word of prayer. Almighty God, rock our boats, cross our paths, shake us up, make us sit up and take notice that you are here. You are commanding our attention and you are expecting our worship. May your Holy Spirit bring to our hearts and minds the fruit of attentiveness and adoration as we pray and sing and submit to your holy word. Amen. Welcome to this beautiful, sunny, warm, spring, Palm Sunday worship. As we come to worship, our help is in the name of the Lord, creator of heaven and earth. Grace to you and peace from God, our creator, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, peace be with you, my peace I give to you. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. The peace of Christ be with you. Hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. When they were nearing Jerusalem, at Bethphage and Bethany, on Mount Olives, he sent off two of the disciples with instructions. Go to the village across from you. As soon as you enter, you'll find a colt tethered, one that has never yet been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Say, the master needs him and will return right away. They went and found a colt tied to a door at the street corner and untied it. Some of those standing there said, what are you doing untying that colt? The disciples replied exactly as Jesus had instructed them, and the people let them alone. They brought the colt to Jesus, spread their coats on it, and he mounted. The people gave him a wonderful welcome, some throwing their coats on the street, others spreading out rushes they had cut in the fields, running ahead and following after, they were calling out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in God's name. Blessed the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in highest heaven. He entered Jerusalem, then entered the temple. He looked around, taking it all in. But by now it was late in the day. So he went back to Bethany with the twelve. Many pretend to be saviors in our day, either by force or by favor. And we are swayed by many allegiances of their theories and philosophies, but we are called to radical obedience to God's kingdom and God's holy will. 
Therefore, let us pray. Almighty Sovereign, your will for us is to die to sin and live to you. Yet our sin can be addictive and overwhelming. Our desires are for what we know is wrong rather than the right. Our allegiances are to evil principles like gluttony and greed instead of faith, hope, and love. Set our hearts aright anew and put us on the path to freedom and liberation so that we might live holy and pleasing lives to the glory of our Savior and Sovereign, Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ, we have redemption through his precious blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he has lavished on us. Therefore, in Christ, we stand forgiven. Thanks be to God. Come to the reading of God's word, let us pray. Lift up your hearts, let us lift them to the Lord our God. Lord, we rejoice in the fact of Jesus bringing up the message of God's redeeming love and renewing grace. May the word we speak and hear today reinforce these deep mysteries to our hearts, encouraging us to holy living through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, world without end, Amen. The first lesson comes to us from Psalm 118, verses 1 and 2, and then 19 through 29. This passage speaks of giving thanks for the Lord's steadfast love, which endures forever. Psalm 118 is the psalm that would have been sung at the celebration of Passover at the end of the meal. It is also a psalm that would have been sung by Jesus and the disciples at the conclusion of of the Holy Communion meal. Hear now the word of God. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love 
endures forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second lesson this morning comes from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 19, beginning at verse 28 through verse 40. This is indeed the narrative of the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. Hear now the word of God. After he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find there tied a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why are you untying it, just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. They were untying the colt. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they sat Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Has anyone ever wondered why Holy Week, a week that we celebrate and remember the passion of Jesus Christ, begins with Palm Sunday? Have you ever asked yourself why that is? Why does this story of the redeeming work of Jesus Christ on a cross, a gruesome event, begin with Palm Sunday, a triumphal entry into Jerusalem? What does that set up for us? What does that do for us? What does it tell us about this event that's about to happen? And how does it equip us to live our lives? There are many observations about this event that we need to make. Number one, Jesus is coming into Jerusalem as a king who comes in the name of the Lord, the people shout. It is as David entered Jerusalem and Saul after many of his victories. It is as the Maccabees came into Jerusalem during the intertestamental period when they fought against the Romans and won. The people remembered. The people remembered exactly what it was like for the king to enter Jerusalem, and they were thrilled because this man coming into Jerusalem as king was going to bring them freedom from the Roman control of Jerusalem. 
In their minds, this, the be, this was the beginning of a tremendous golden age for Jerusalem. This guy from Nazareth had demonstrated with powerful miracles and wonders and now was going to take his place on the throne of Jerusalem. There's not a soldier in sight. Jesus has no swords, no automatic weapons, no tanks, no artillery, not even a horse, just a virgin colt. How could that be? How could that be? How could people be so naive as to think that this guy coming in on a colt was somehow going to overturn the mightiest empire the world had known up to that point? And why would Jesus let them say it? Why would he deceive them, if you will? into thinking that. Because Jesus is allowing them to do something that is inherently necessary for us as Christians to do. We need to learn to live outside of the reality that we see. I have many times ridden in vehicles like buses and taxis and the conversation immediately goes to how the world is going to hell in a handbasket. And it's getting worse every day. And of course the Bible says that it's going to get worse and worse and worse before Jesus comes. So, you know, by golly, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Yet Jesus begins the entire redemptive work with a perspective on reality that is not real. He is going to be king of a kingdom that does not require artillery or tanks or guns or swords. His kingdom is going to come in as the humble colt enters the city. It will be a kingdom that turns everything upside down. This kingdom that Jesus brings is a kingdom of power, of might, of transformation, of miraculous realities. He has demonstrated that over the past three years in the healings and the casting out of demons and now he is going to bring in for our people this kingdom without end. This kingdom of David that is going to be forever. It will not take on the Roman Empire. It will not establish a new governor in Jerusalem. It will take him to a cross it will take him to a criminal trial. It will take him to a purging and a scorning and terribly painful crowning. It will take him to death and burial. But it is a kingdom that will survive. 
It is a kingdom that will always bring hope. It is a kingdom that will always end with Easter, with resurrection, with new creation. This is the principle that we learn from Palm Sunday. That we don't live our lives the way we see it in the world. The realities of our world are realities that everyone lives with, as do we, but we see them differently. It does not make them any less painful or difficult. It does not make them any better in any way, shape, or form. But what it allows us to do is under no circumstance, given, do we give up hope. That God is working all things together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. The sovereignty of this kingdom is a sovereignty not of artillery or horses or atomic weapons or chemical warfare, but it is a reality and a kingdom of spiritual warfare that says that evil will not win. The brokenness and the pain and the suffering and the struggle will not undo us, will not be the final result of everything. But rather, we will be carried to glory. We will be carried to a kingdom that does not end and will be established again on this earth. We will be part of a kingdom that knows peace and justice like water coming down off the mountains in the kingdom that Christ establishes on this earth in the future. That is the hope of our resurrection. A new earth, a new Jerusalem, a new kingdom, and a new citizenship in a kingdom that is without end. There will be no death There will be no tears. There will be no mourning. There will be no brokenness. There will not be any separation. There will be joy and love and peace. That is not pie-in-the-sky American evangelical faith. That's the path of Jesus. That's the Jesus way. That is the way, the truth, and the life that Jesus is for us. And it brings us hope. And it is the only hope that we can hold on to and be sure of. The Pharisees said, Teacher, Order your disciples to stop. And Jesus said, I'll tell you something. If I tell them to be silent, the stones will shout out. You see, even the natural order, even the natural order, even the created environment in which we live is designed to participate in this hope. And every spring as the croci come through the ground and the, and the 
flowers that will soon decorate the sanctuary, all of the beauty of what we call springtime simply becomes a metaphor for that hope, that longing for the kingdom that is without end. And we are its citizens by faith in Christ. And so are all those who have gone before us, all those who worship with us every Sunday morning invisibly. Let's pray. There may not be fanfare. There may not be trumpets blaring or bagpipes playing or choirs singing. But the reality of this day, of Palm Sunday, Lord, is the reality that you celebrate every day of our lives. And as the people laid their coats and the palms on this road before you, today we, in our humble way, lay our lives before you. In all of the pain and the struggle and the brokenness, in the grief, in the joy, in the excitement and anticipation, in all of the aspects of our lives, we submit to you and ask you to be Lord, sovereign, ruling our lives in such a way that our lives become your life. Our story becomes your story. And that as we move ahead day by day, moment by moment, we might know the reality of your kingdom and the glory of your grace and the joy of your presence in our lives. Through Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Together, confessing, saying, We praise you, O God. We acknowledge you to be the Lord. All the earth worships you, the Father everlasting. To you all the angels sing aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To you cherubim and seraphim continually do sing, Holy, 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 Lord God of heavenly hosts, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise you. The noble army of martyrs praise you. The holy church throughout all the world acknowledges you as the God of infinite majesty your adorable, true, and only Son, and also the Holy Spirit, our Comforter. You are the King of glory, O Christ. You are the everlasting Son of the Father. When you took upon yourself to deliver humankind, you did not abhor the virgin's womb. When you had overcome the sharpness of death, you opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers." You sit on the right hand of God the Father in glory. We believe that you shall come to be our judge. We therefore pray, help us, your servants, 
whom you have redeemed with your precious blood. Make all of us numbered with your saints in glory everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to offer thanks and praise. God of all mercies, we give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all people. Give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise not only with our lips but in our lives. By giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Announcements for the coming week on Monday, Thursday evening at 6, we will have potluck. Uh, Then we will celebrate uh, the beginnings of the Seder meal and Holy Communion together on Thursday of this week, beginning at 6 in the gymnasium. And uh, I don't know if there's a sign-up for that. I think there's a sign-up on the bulletin board, correct? Okay. And then on Friday at noon, there will be a prayer service here and a healing service. Next Sunday is the last Sunday of the month, but because it's Easter Sunday, um, we will not have the healing service during the Sunday service. We'll have healing on Friday, on Good Friday, okay? Um, So there will be the reading of the Passion and the healing service on Friday at noon here in the sanctuary. And then next Sunday morning, we will celebrate Easter together uh, in the regular worship service. Uh, Other announcements. Today is the last day to um, put in your request for flowers uh, for next Sunday. Um, I was on my way down this morning. All of the greenhouses along 206 were advertising that Easter flowers were in. I assume you've got those as well, Walt, at the greenhouse? Yeah? Okay, so the plants are ready to come. Uh, We simply need to get our orders in. If there are any... um, other announcements that did not make the, the bulletin, I want to remind you, as we had Marilyn share last Sunday, that the Easter offering today and through April 7 uh, will be for the uh, repair of the, of the church organ. There's some significant repairs that need to be, to be made, and we'll be using those funds to help cover those repairs. Are there any other announcements? Yes. Oh, yes, thank you. Um, I need to know if there are folks interested in coming to Soup and Cinema on Tuesday evening. Um, if you, <clears throat> I'm not going to ask you to show hands in the service, but if you'd let me know after the service uh, during coffee time that you, you're interested. Uh, if no one's interested, uh, because it's Holy Week, we'll simply not, not uh, do it. But I don't want to s- cancel it without uh, asking for people's interest, okay? Um, we need someone to host uh, are you going to? Did you say you were going to make the soup for that Tuesday? If we have it, Annie, yeah, bring you'll bring some. Yeah, I taught her a trick last week that she's learned. <laughs> but um, uh, we do have a, 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 I think, a significant film to watch uh, if, if folks want to join us on Tuesday evening uh, for soup and cinema. Let's go together then in prayer before God. Almighty God, you already know um, what we have shared with each other. You know our concerns and our deep 
desires for those that we love and are close to us in their need. You know the thanksgiving and the joy that fills our hearts in prayers answered, and you know the details of all these things. We share them with you because it is your desire for us to do so. And we rejoice that we can share them with a God who is actively involved in our lives and brings all things together for our good. We also pray this morning, O Lord, for our country, for its leadership in these troublesome times. We pray for areas of the world that once again begin to become uh, threats to the security of the national and international uh, scene. We are mindful of what's going on in Syria and the Middle East again. We pray, Lord God, that you would find ways and means through diplomatic avenues and channels to bring peace to that region. We pray this morning, O Lord, for those who still seek work, employment, for those who are struggling to get into the, uh, the job market as they begin their careers with graduation coming up in May. Many students are beginning to look for work, uh, putting their resumes out there. We ask, Lord God, that you would be with them and strengthen them. Um, give them opportunity, O Lord, to use their gifts to your glory. We thank you, O Lord, for your love for us, uh, for the way that you care for us as a congregation, uh, for the way that you provide for us. And we ask, Lord God, that you would continue to help us in every way to become servants of your kingdom in this community, uh, in, in our outreach as well as in our ministry to each other. We bring all these things to you, O Lord, because we know that you desire us to share our hearts and our lives with you in such a way, simply because you taught us to pray, boldly saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I want to, uh, of course, invite everyone to stay around after the service and join us in the Bellhauer Parlor for refreshments and fellowship. And um, we will conclude the service with singing uh, hymn number 88, All Glory, Laud, and Honor. And then we will do a choral benediction together singing Go Now in Peace, and I'll teach you some hand motions to go with it. And join me in doing the choral benediction together. Go now in peace. Sir. Uh-huh. 
Let us go in the grace of Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship of the Spirit. Go with us now and always. And all of God's people said.